0: Hallelujah. Ooh, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know what a privilege it is that the Lord is here. Hallelujah. That you get to feel his presence. No middle man. Nobody got to tell you what it's like. You can experience him for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. You may be seated if you can. Hallelujah. Praise your name. I was, I was quite happy about the songs that were selected this morning. You know, songs like, hold the God's unchanging hand, right? Because what I'm going to talk to you tonight, to, or this afternoon about, means you're going to have to hold the God's unchanging hand. You know, the, the Jesus keep me near the cross. The only way you're going to make it, right? You, you, you see, I'm not, I'm not slipping today. I'm not slouching. <laughs> I wore my athletic wear on purpose this morning, All right? Because this race that we're going to run, that we're already running, right, is going to require you to stay near the cross. You you can't forget. You can't slip on, you know, the race you're in. You can't forget the cross. You can't forget what was done at Calvary. And so I I love those songs this morning, right? You're going to have to remember that name that's above all names, right? And we're going to read how many are going to come in his name. Fakes, frauds, you know, things like that. You're going to have to remember that there's only one God. And his name is Jesus. And that name is above all names. I hate to tell you, but the the devil don't care nothing about you hollering Yahweh. Right? Or Elohim and all those things. We like to get all eloquent about it. Oh, all these 90,000 names for Jesus. right? But when you speak the name of Jesus, oh, he quakes in his boots. Because that name is above all names. That's where all power in heaven and earth resides. And and so you got to hold on to. So I got a perfect setup. Just with the music team this morning. But what I'm going to talk to you about today. So, I'm gonna jump right in. I'm gonna jump right into uh, Matthew. And I'm gonna to read to you a dialogue that Jesus was having with his disciples. Ooh, gotta get in my breath. I feel like I've already been running <laughs> this morning. Matthew 24, starting with verse 3 says, Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, and his disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return? and the end of the world. Anybody wanted those same questions? Right? We're trying to figure out when, when this, thing, this thing is going to go down. And Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted, and killed. And you will be hated. Not like Steve, right? <laughs> I had to throw that down when I said the word hated. It made me think it's T-shirt. And you will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. I hope you heard that. All of this mayhem is going to go down. We're seeing some of it now. I'm not going to sit here and, and, and tell you that I know exactly what this war means and what this indicates and where we are in the timeline, because, you know, back then they thought the end was near. But we do know an end is coming. That's the part I want you to take away from that. we got to endure to the end. So we see that in Jesus' response to the disciples' questions, you know, he about what signs are going to come, Jesus painted a very graphic picture for them about all that they and subsequent disciples, you and I, were going to have to face before they reached their finish line, right? Until the end came, that they want going to be these things that are going to come. So this afternoon, I want to speak to you a little while about finishing, or to put it in the words of Matthew, enduring to the end. Now, I'm not sure if you notice. It not, but living for God is—it's not a spectator sport. Right? I know some of you sports fans out there—you love to be on the on the pew on the bench, talking about what this player should have done, and you know, you want to dictate, you know, oh, he should have went inside, he should have done this, and he should, you know, and and, and uh, you can't do that as a as a disciple of Christ. You got to get in the race. You you can't just sit on the sidelines and and think you can call the shots, So you're just gonna watch. You know, some of us are like that. My Tina, she's not here today when Tina was growing up, you know, she's kind of prissy. And so my niece and nephew about playing and they have on there, they have their skates and their skateboards, and and they be out there doing all kinds of things that look dangerous to her. You know, I said, Tina, get out there and play with the kids. She said, "Uh uh-uh, because she was not gonna risk guffing a knee, right? (laughs) You know, she watched from the side, she laughed at them, she enjoyed what they were doing, but she was not gonna play anything that could potentially hurt her. It just wasn't happening. She's still that way, which is funny. And so some of us, I like that as Christians, right? We're going to just, we figure, okay, I'll get in. You know, it's my, my, my lines here, right? You know, you, you, you get in the race, but you're not going to take any risk, right? You're going to stall out somewhere close to where you started. And that's not the way it works because if you don't, if you don't get moving, right, it's quite a way. Some of you have been, been in the Lord many a year. Some of you have been around a long time, and you know that, that is a, it's a great distance between where you start and where you finish. Right, and so you can't just get in and say, well, I'm in, I'm gonna stay right here. This is safe, this doesn't require much of me. I'm gonna stay right over here for this finish line, I'm not gonna move. Well, I don't know how that fits with Matthew. Those that endure to the end, it's more than just being right. We talked this morning about discipleship, we talked about that just in in the context of of a reminder of small groups the things that are required for us to be disciples of Christ, those are verbs. Action, you know, it's not just a sense of being. I, I know that I don't want to bust somebody's bubble this morning. The whole idea of you know believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth. Those are in that's a passive Christianity. I, I don't understand that because I don't see that in scripture. And I don't mean that, meaning that you just do those things and then you sit and wait it out and all is well. I don't see that in scripture. I see verbs from the very beginning. And then when Peter preached to the to the um to the Jews in Acts. You know, he gave them action when they said, what should we do? When they realized they were in the wrong place with God, when they realized that they had crucified their Messiah. And you might be saying, well, I didn't crucify my my Messiah. Well, you do when you don't take him up on what he made available. Right? He died on that cross for you. He shed his blood for you. And so for you to kind of scoff at that, you know. So when you realize that you're not in the right place with God, like those Jews did that day, Peter said, repent. That's an action. That's an action. You're over here at the starting line. Before that, you over here, you're not even in the game yet. You want to get started? Repent. And it's real simple. I mean, God doesn't give us bombastic things to do. He really doesn't. Repent. I'm sorry. I don't want to keep living right. I don't keep, want to keep living in a way that doesn't please you. right? I want to please you. I'm going to turn around and do what you want me to do. Whoop. You're in the game. You, you started your race. I, you already know I'm fickle. I'm going to mix metaphors today. I'm already tell you. Uh, by the time it's over, I'm going to be talking about football, basketball, but you get my point. You got to get in the game. And then Peter says, yes, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Those are verbs. Take a bath in Jesus. Not hard at all. Let him wash away those sins. Not a difficult thing at all, but a transformational thing. Easy, but absolutely profound. And then he says he's gonna give you the gift of his spirit that's gonna help you run this race. Because can I tell you now everybody knows that you without his spirit you can't run very effectively? You, you're gonna be seriously hampered without his spirit. He he knows that. He knows that we need his spirit. So those are those initial things that we talk about. You got to get in the game, you got to get in the race. Maybe you got to put your sneaks on, right? Whatever. Whatever you get in the race, follow his word, get in the race. We've got to put the verb with our with our words. And so you can't be a spectator in Christ. It just does not work like that. And so, not only do you get in your race, I've noticed this too, and it's really sad, but sometimes we get in the race, but our eyes are not fixed on the finish line. I'm not sure what we're thinking. I can't speak for everybody, I'm sure there's a number of reasons. We kind of get in and be like, okay, I did those things, this is lovely. You know, now I'm just gonna kick back. I'm saved. Salvation is a process. We kind of use that erroneously when we use that term. You're in the process of being saved. Because if you don't endure to the end, well, you fill in the blank. Right? You, you can't just sit there. You, you got you to get moving. And so each of us who are here today are at various places between the beginning of our race and the finish line. And some of you are just starting. And you're trying to figure out how to get in the rhythm of things and, you know, how can you run more effectively. That's a good thing, right? We got to start. you mm-hmm. don't remember the message I was preached during uh, district conference, it was a great, great message about how God rejoices when we get started. So it's a good thing to get started. But some have been running for a while and you've gotten discouraged. Whew, Lord, this is a lot. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Your faith and involvement has waned somewhere along the line. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're not running alone. You can make it if you just stay in the race. The only way you're not going to make it is if you stop. Right. You're not running alone. Not only do you have your brothers and sisters in Christ that run alongside of you to help you along the way, but you have that spirit of God that I was telling you about. You have the power of the almighty God living inside of you. And God wills you. God wants you to win. He's the one that set this race up from the get go. He's the one that says, come unto me. He's the one that's th- th- that talked about yeah, those that it. He wants you to make it. He's not going to set you up to fail. That's not the God we serve. He has all power. So when you don't have it, what he said, in your in, in our weakness, we are made strong. It's because God comes alongside and says, come on, let's go. Right? He ushers us on toward that finish line. Just keep moving. And so you're not running alone. The, the Lord will not leave you. That's his word. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Right? He will strengthen you along the way. Some of you don't get it. We, we want to know what the journey is going to be like before we get started. Yeah. Tell me what kind of terrain I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm going to face. Tell me what days it's going to thunderstorm. Well, you, know, all of, you know, we got to have all these. We got to know the facts before we start running. Well, that ain't faith. Ain't going to work like that. You're going to have to discover things along the way. But what you'll also discover is that God is with you, right? And you look at your own life and you might be saying, there's no way I'm going to make it. I'm so jacked up. There's no way I'm going to make it. Just a little, you don't know I do this and I do that and I'm wretched and I'm you know I mean, you, you whatever, you, you know, you know, woe is me. Some of you just, you know, there's no way that this God can get me from where I am to heaven. That's what I'm calling the finish line. You can't even see it. But see, then now you've now you've um you've missed the power of this God that we have. Anybody ever felt like that in your life? Raise your hand, be a testimony to somebody. If you felt like you were so messed up, and see, don't let these little sweet faces in here fool you, you know. I don't know if I call Steve's face sweet, but, you know, even him, he's a stinker, and that's putting it kindly, right, and some of these little ladies around here, they're looking all, you know, blessed and highly favored, you better watch them, you better ask somebody, they got a pass, right, you know, we all got a pass, I got a pass, I'm trying to see, this is my homie in the house, is that Paul, is that Paul, yes, as Paul from Silver Spring was supposed to be here this morning. I got last, somebody called our church number and said they were from Silver Spring. And Silver Spring is right above where I grew up. And I said, oh, you're a homie on two different fronts. You know, he was both here this morning. I, I, Paul said, that, he said, that's not me, lady. I'm sorry. Right? I, I missed meeting you when you came in. You know what I mean? But we all got to pass. Right? And in this room are a cloud of witnesses right here in this room that can testify about the power of God. Brother Keith. Is a doozy. If you were a conversation at the well, the other night, he just shared a little bit of his story. That little sweet man, teeter-totting around here, uh-uh. He was a hot mess, right? as were many of us. But God, but God came in with that transformational power because we decided to get in the race. We decided, I'm going to get this thing going. I'm going to stick it here with Jesus. And somewhere along the line, while you were struggling, while you were going through, you found yourself with strength you didn't have before. You found yourself living in godly ways you couldn't even fathom. You clown people who lived like that before. I know I did. I called them stuck up. You know, I called them, look at them holy rollers. You know, I was them kind of, oh, they kind of be so, you know, all the girls, you can't imagine you could be one of those people. In fact, you can't even understand why they think that's good. (laughs) You know, I mean, think, I'm just talking about how we think. And you're looking at like, these crazy people. Did I ever think that on March 29th, 2022, I'd be up here preaching in sneakers and a skirt. <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's just talk about, did I even think, I would, you know, that, that any of these things, like it, never. Because I had deemed myself, I put myself in a certain category, right? And I didn't esteem God to his rightful place, right? The one that, that can do all things. And so when you don't think that, you know, when you, you sometimes it, it stops us from even getting in in the first place. Because you've already counted yourself out. But I'm gonna tell you something, it's not gonna be you that's gonna get you to that finish line. Yes, you have a choice. You gotta put forth some effort, but it ain't gonna be you. Right? These things that Jesus talked about that are gonna be uh gonna come, you know, uh, before the end comes. Those things that Joyce talked about in her in her just a taste this morning, right? Those that spiritual warfare that's happening. You can't fight no battle on your own, no spiritual battle. You ain't no match for the devil. He'll mock you up to one side and down the other. You're no match for him. Oh, but when your big daddy Jesus come in the house, right, right? When you call upon that name, right? When you're running and Jesus is out front of you and he's running interfering. I told you I to mix metaphors, right? You running, you see him coming along. You say, oh, you see it. Up. Sorry. You may you may have bought the 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 lie that that big bad devil is powerful. And he is if you're not in Jesus. But pretty much he uses the power you give him. He's not God's equal opposite. right? So some of you go, man, I hear about all these terrible things that are going to happen to Christians like someone I just read. Well, how's it working for you now? What kind of things are happening to you now without him? I mean, think about that. you got no defense. Thank you for that just a taste, Joyce. you got no defense without Jesus. So when you, when you start this race, or, or you're thinking of starting this race, and you're thinking about all the trials are going to come, and you're thinking about, oh, how you're not going to be able to make it, you got a God that's going ahead of you, and he's knocking that devil out, left and right. Boom, boom, get out your way, you, and you're just running behind him. He's the one that's going to get you there. You're not going to get there on your own strength. So quit thinking that, but know that God is with us. you want to run this race because he's ahead of you. He's the one cleaning the path. Go back and read it, Israel in the Bible. He did it for them. He went ahead of them. When they were traveling through that wilderness, he went ahead. The, the, those nations around—they were already scared of Israel before Israel showed up on the scene. They were quaking in their boots. They were afraid. They thought they had to the buy. I didn't touch nothing. Right? They were—they were quaking in their boots. They were afraid of the enemy. What? No. They were afraid of the enemy, but the enemy was afraid of them because God had already struck fear in the enemy's heart. You see, that's what I'm talking about. You, the things that you're anticipating, they're going to take you out. God is saying, piece of cake. I got this. Just get behind me. That's the whole idea about following. Right. We, 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 we talked about in conversation around the well the other night. Right. The the need to to, um, you know, why we follow. Right. Some of you don't get that wrong. You think you're supposed to get ahead and tell God, come on. You out front. Come on, Jesus. You know? And God is saying, oh, excuse me? I'm the boss. You get behind me. I'm just talking about how we get things twisted. You don't have to run this race alone. The Lord your God will go ahead of you and make a way. You just got to be determined. You got to have your eyes fixed on the finish line. I'm going to make it no matter what. If I come across some, what do you call them things when people run in track? They got to jump over. Yeah, when I come across some hurdles, I take them out in Jesus. I might have to duck and jog. Really, really maybe a marathon is better than an actual race. race. seems like a shorter stint. Seems like a shorter stint. You know, in marathons, you know, you get hot. You got to run miles and miles. You know, you get tired. You need some water around the other. And you're just going through some things along the way. However way you look at it, you're going to have to endure. And you're going to have to know that. You're going to have to expect obstacles to come. No biggie. Your God is on the job. So long as your eyes are fixed on the prize. No, just keep moving. Just keep moving. And so we got to be purpose that when we get in, that we're going to stand. Wouldn't it be a shame to start this beautiful race and somewhere along get sidetracked or get discouraged or be deceived like Jesus talked about and get taken out before you finish? Or take yourself out before you finish. See, this is not just any old race. Well, let me let me let me tell you what Paul put about it. I mean, I'll let him put it. Paul, Paul can talk a lot more effectively than I can. Yeah. Paul said, "I'm going to drop down. Go to First Corinthians, Joyce, please." Paul put it this way. He says, "Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs." but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. So let me interject here for a moment. Paul is talking about this earthly race, right? I've been using that kind of analogy as I'm talking this earthly race. And, and he's talking about the training that athletes undergo so that they can run the earthly race effectively, right? Okay, there's exercise and there's weight training and resistance training, and you know, maybe they go out in various elements to you know, get their bodies used to running you know, in, in various situations. Because they're determined to get to the end. So you got to condition yourself in order to be able to get to the end. Well, we train because I, we know our race is not earthly, right? We train in different ways. We, we train by worshiping together, right? We train by serving, playing, things that Stephen outlined today in, in, in our, what we mean by make, being made disciples, right? Uh, all of these elements are, are essential for us to make it, even if you don't understand that yet. I'm sure there's some rookie folks that got on the, you know, that signed up for a marathon somewhere along the way. And some people that had run the marathon before probably tried to tell them, you're going to need to do this and you're going to need to do that. And they probably went, eh, I'm good. I don't need, you know, there's always that person. And then they got out there to run the whatever marathon and they realized, oh, what they said was right. They didn't realize until they got going. But that's okay. Some of you don't realize why we keep harping on these elements why we keep harping on worship, learn, serve, play. You don't get it. You think, I'm good without that. Oh, buddy. Right? God knows more than we do. Those, all of those things, we didn't just pull those out of thin air. They came out of Word. God knows. So even if you don't quite get it yet, trust God, trust the process. Get involved, because I promise you'll understand it as you get going. So, yeah, we, we train in those ways. Uh, Because we want to make it. If you neglect those areas, you're going to be weak and ill-equipped in the race. If you just continue to be a worshiper, in the sense of just coming to a Sunday service, for example, if that's going to be the extent of your walk, you're going to be malnourished, right? You need word. And yes, you get some here but you don't get the taught word in in the same way. You don't get the the word that helps you to grow and flourish that you're going to need to apply to your life. You don't get it the same way. So you're going to be lacking somewhere along the line, and you're going to fall for the okey-doke, like Jesus said in Matthew. Because when you don't know any word, you're going to fall for anything. Where's Art? Art always says, what's your saying, baby? You don't stand for don't stand for nothing. You don't fall for anything. You don't even know if you're not involved in learning. You're not even going to know what is right and what is wrong according to the word. So you're going to fall for anything. So, so we're we are are, are running a very different race. Not an earthly race. Big deal. You know, you join the Boston Marathon and you don't make it. Oh well, big to do. Right. But this race, oh, this is the race of a lifetime. Right? This is the race for eternity. This race matters that you finish. You've got to finish this race. We're not earthly runners. Paul put it this way. They they do it to win a prize that will fade away. The earthly one They do it for a prize that's going to fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So run with purpose with every step. Yeah, so that's why we do it. Because your very life depends on it. That's why you got in the race in the first place. Your very life depends on it. You want eternity? Can't do it from the sidelines. You want eternity? You can't get in the race and then just stop somewhere along that. Nope. You got to get your eye fixed on that, on that, on that finish line and you got to run with purpose. You got to go at it. Right? I'm not stopping until I get there. And oh my goodness. We know things are going to come. You might limp across the finish line. Then limp. Then drag that leg if you've got to. Right? You might go. You, you might. Oh my goodness. I'm switching mics, Cassandra. Where's that other mic? Nobody has. Anyway. You, you know, some of you Turn it off. Okay. Is that what I'm doing? All right, let me switch up here. That was like a baton. Too many coats. That coat served my purpose. Share that with you later. You ladies understand, right? Okay. Ooh, yeah, you gotta run with purpose. Some of us gonna make it through the finish line with flying colors. Yeah, you know, like Wilma Rudolph, just ah, you know, you might just come on across that finish line. Others of us, you may be struggling, but that's why God said we gotta, that's why you need to be in fellowship. That needs that's why you need to be connected to the body. Because when you're struggling, your fellow saints come along with you, and some of them give me my graphic, Joyce. Can we just skip for a second to my graphic? Yeah, I love that. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, over here just dragging that leg. He got his eye on the prize, though, right? I see the finish line. If I got to, I got to drag that leg through, so be it. I'm gonna to get to the finish line, right? Some of you, are like this lady in the wheelchair, she's willing, but she's struggling. So she enlists the, the help of her fellow saint to come get me across that line. Help me. Some of us gonna need help getting across, right? So, So, I mean, it doesn't even matter which way you finish, but finish, right? Finish with your faith intact. Finish, right? Just finish the race. Because I'm telling you, when you get on this side of it, it's going to be worth it all, right? right? It's going to be worth it all. And those are not my words. Those are God's words, right? When you get over there, all that struggle that, we, that, was, uh, that Jesus talked about, all those things, there'll be no more war over there. There'll be no more sickness. There'll be no pain. It's going to be worth it all. So get there. Great. God is able to finish the work that he began, but you got to stay in the race. You have to stay in the race. So, many of you know that this flesh will not automatically do what it should do. How many of you know that? This flesh don't like to line up. You got to train it. That's what Paul talked about. You got to train it. You have to make it do what it's supposed to do. But again, you're only going to know that and and what that is unless you get, uh, if you get into the word of God. So maybe you're like that person I talked about who's trying to figure it out. They're trying to figure out the timing. Some of us are sitting on the sidelines way too long. You ever seen somebody playing double dutch? Might know double dutch. And they don't want these numbers. Portland, You know the rope is swinging this way. I'm just gonna go ahead and take the sport. Yeah, they trying. You're trying to you what you want, you want, you waiting for this this rope to go this way. Because if you if you get it at a certain thing, it'll slap you. It. I've been slapped before. I was not a good double dutch player. I'm too tall. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but they're doing the whole, you know, you, you're you trying to wait for the timing to get in. Well, let me tell you something with Jesus, it's always the right time to get in. Right. Don't don't worry about how you're going to come in. Just get in. Right. God works with us. He works with us. And so so don't just stand on the sideline indefinitely trying to figure this thing out. You know, quit putzing around and get in the race. Start. Start. Don't don't ask God to give you the whole, you know, uh, how it's all going to pan out up front. Your story may be different than my story, but if you want to know how it's going to pan out for all those who stay faithful to God, go to Revelations. I've already overcome the world, right? You, you do. He does give you. Okay, he just read it. I mean, you just read some of it in, in Matthew, right? It's going to turn out well for you. Let me just put it that way. If you stay faithful, if you stay in the race, what you got to go through between here and there? Well, that remains to be seen. But God will be faithful. God will be with you through it all. That much we do know, and so. Some of you need to get in the race today. You'd actually need to start. You need to repent. What is a baptism waiting? Always. Right? You need to receive His Spirit. You want to receive His Spirit? Just ask Him. It's His good pleasure to give it to you. Start. Get in somewhere. Get the ball rolling. Get off of the pew. And yes, challenges will come. And we will have to endure. But again, God will run interference for you. There's absolutely nothing. When you want God, there is absolutely nothing can stop you from getting to him. Absolutely nothing. Not at all. So, some of you exhausted and tired. Run on. You bruised and you broken. Run on. Don't stop. It doesn't matter, again, what condition. Just finish your race. Finish your race. In 2 Timothy, Paul put it this way. Paul was the one that used to like this race analogy. Paul said to Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my race and I have remained faithful. There it is in a nutshell, stay faithful. Finish your race. Paul went through all kind of stuff. You know, we look at the verses that you know all this glorious writing that Paul does, and Paul is a you know is a is an amazing writer. He, obviously, he was the greatest apostle. But Paul was profound. You know, Paul Paul was the one that wrote in Romans seven. And he talked about this battle he was having with the flesh, right? You. You know, oh, wretched man that I am. We read Paul's story. We don't think, man, we think, oh, he's so powerful. He's so anointed. And Paul was so great. But he he counted himself, I'm a a wretched man because I'm fighting with this flesh. I'm in the race, but I got to fight this flesh all the way. That was Paul. So if you feel like you're fighting this flesh all the way, you're in good company. Yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, he finished his race. And he finished with faith right? And so, so can you. God is no respecter of persons. It was God who helped Paul. He wasn't some big wig just in and of itself. It was God, the same God that resides in you and I. It was God that helped Paul make it through the finish line. You just got to get in and you got to be purposeful and you have to be determined to finish. Caleb, whoever's on the music, you have to be determined to finish. So wherever you are, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, you know, tap somebody. This is not about us trying to count numbers. This is not about us being able to say, "Oh, we baptized 10 people today. You need to be saved. You need your sins washed away. You got to get in the race. It's the race for your life. Yeah, we'll pray with you. You don't even need to, us to pray with you, but we'll pray with you if you want the Holy Spirit, right? We'll, we'll pray with you. You need that to help you make it through this journey. You need that. And if you are watching online, or even if you're in this place and it's just become your habit to show up, but you're really on the sideline. Only you know. You're really on the sideline. You ain't running, you just watching. You just doing perhaps what you were taught to do, which is show up on Sundays. Get up, brush your knees off, and start running again. Right? Because eternity is in front of us. Right. That finish line is eternal. That, that finish line is heaven. Get up and start running and don't stop. Don't stop. When we get to heaven, I want to say we'll laugh about some of this stuff. But scripture says we want to remember it. I'm OK with that. Right? <laughs> all right. I know where we're rejoicing. I know we won't have all these struggles that we struggle with. I know that that, you know, some of you saying I can't run. I got bad knees. You know. I can't run right you know we got all these reasons why we can't remember you got health issues you got weight issues whatever the case in heaven you got a new you got a new body right it's gonna be worth it all just keep moving get in let God do a work in you because that, that moving while you're running you're going to be learning and while you're running you're going to be experiencing Man, when you have experiences with God, nobody can take that from you. So you're not going to have to take my word for it anymore. I can share my stories and my testimonies. And you've heard the stories and testimonies of your brothers and sisters around you. you you've heard you've heard those things and, you, and you're going, hmm. And you might not believe, you might think we're a bunch of kooks. Oh, but when you have your experience with Jesus, nobody can take it from you. You're going to be the nut to the next person, telling them about what your Jesus has done for you, Right? You, you you'll be on the flip side. That's how it works. Just get in the race. Stay in the race and purpose to finish. Those that endure to the end will be saved. Not those that start. I know I gotta keep harping on it. Not those that start and then kick back. Some of you sitting back wrestling in your laws. about talking about what you did yesterday. Mm-mm. You gotta finish you gotta finish the race. This altar's open. You to come and pray, you ask Jesus. You talk to Jesus about where you are. If you're not even sure, you know, ask Jesus where you are. Ask Jesus what you do. Ask him if you've stagnated. Ask him if you've gotten distracted. You know, ask him are you on the sideline. Then ask him to help strengthen you, help, get you, help you get back in the race. Help him to, to continue to, to run with you as you run. Maybe he's got to patch up that knee so you can keep on moving. He's, he's able to do so. He's able to pull you along. He's able to send someone to kind of yoke up beside you and help you, help you make it. Somebody that you can lean on. Like right? this whole body ministry you've been talking about, right? Don't stagnate. Finish your race. It is indeed the race of a lifetime. Eternity is at stake here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, help us, oh God. Oh, Jesus, to finish this race, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, come alongside of us, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, go in front of us, whatever necessary, oh God, that we can make it, Lord Jesus. Strengthen us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Help us to keep our eyes on the prize, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we want to be with you one day, Lord Jesus. Oh, in those heavenly places, oh God. We're looking forward to the promises in your word, Lord Jesus. Oh, no more heartache and no more pain. No sickness, Lord Jesus. Oh, help us to endure, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh God, help us to keep the faith, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. yo <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, touch those who are praying for your spirit this morning, Lord Jesus. Pour out your spirit, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. Oh, reminding us, Lord Jesus, is what exactly is at stake here, oh God. Hallelujah. Oh, put eternity in our hearts, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Help us to run with purpose, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Take away the stumbling blocks, Lord Jesus. Oh God, give us courage, oh God to step out in faith, Lord Jesus, to take you at your word. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Help us, Lord Jesus, this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, help us to hold to your unchanging hand. Oh, God, it's the only way we're going to make it, oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your name this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus.